with 506B, you can't advertise. You must have a pre-existing relationship with the investor. You are allowed to take on sophisticated investors. And the investors can self-certify that they are accredited or sophisticated. Isn't it just the best when a software comes out that makes your life easier, makes you more money, and by the way, it's free? Well, welcome to Stessa, today's best ever sponsor. Stessa is a smarter income and expense tracking software for property owners. It allows you to track, manage, and communicate the performance of your real estate assets. So basically... It helps you make more money by looking at your properties in one dashboard. It's a beautiful dashboard, by the way. And it shows you the KPIs, the key performance indicators that you care about. What's the value? How much cash flow are you getting? What's the debt that you have on the properties? What are you bringing in monthly? What are you bringing in annually? And it allows you to have a quick snapshot, not only of your properties, but also come tax time, It's a breeze because you can scan receipts and invoices directly from the phone app and Stessa will automatically read and categorize them for you. No more data entry. It's been talked about in Forbes, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and all it takes is just a few minutes to add your properties, link the accounts, and everything updates in real time. Without Stessa, I was looking at my portfolio on an infrequent basis. I'm talking about my single family home portfolio. I got three single family homes and I didn't realize that I had trapped equity. But if I was looking at it from a dashboard that Stessa has, then I would have realized that, hey, I got a portfolio value of X and I've got debt on it of Y. Holy cow, look at all this trapped equity. I'm missing out. And with Stessa, that won't happen. So go to stessa.com forward slash best ever, and it's free. It's free, stessa.com forward slash best ever. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School And Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the apartment syndication school, Go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndications. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air a podcast series about a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of the series, we offer a documents, resource, spreadsheet for you to download for free. All of these free documents, as well as the past and future Syndication School series, can be found at syndicationschool.com. This episode is part two of either a four-part or a six-part series. Not exactly sure how many episodes will be in this one yet. But the series is entitled How to Raise Capital from Passive Investors. If you haven't had the chance to, I recommend listening to part one. In part one, 
we had you take a test to gauge your mindset as it relates to raising money. We also talked about how to overcome any fears or limiting beliefs you have about raising money. And we also learned why it is that someone will invest with you in the first place. So the part one was focused mostly on mindset. In part two, we will have a discussion about the different types of syndication structures. So you'll learn the differences between a syndication and a joint venture, as well as the differences between a 506B and a 506C investment offering. Now, the reason why we are talking about this now in the series about raising capital is because before you can start the process of reaching out to investors, you need to understand the structure of your syndication and the type of offering you are going to provide because that will dictate how you can reach out to these investors and the requirements these investors need in order to invest in your deals. So syndication versus JV, I wanted to talk about that because there's a lot of questions about should I do a joint venture or should I do a syndication? So obviously this is syndication school, so we do not talk about joint ventures here, but I just wanted to go over the differences between the two just for your knowledge so that if you happen to want to do a joint venture in the future, you can, but this is probably the only time we're going to talk about JV is right now. So the best way to determine whether you should do a joint venture, I'm going to refer to joint venture as JV moving forward, or as indication, is to ask yourself these two questions. Question number one, will investors invest money in a common venture with you? So if you answer yes to that, that's a syndication or a JV. The second question is, do your investors have an expectation of profits based solely on your efforts, skills, and experience? If the answer is yes to the second question and yes to the first question, then it is a syndication. If the answer is yes to the first question, but no to the second question, then it might be a joint venture. So for a joint venture, all the partners are active in the investment. So all the partners in the JV have some sort of active involvement in the investment. So a perfect example of a joint venture would actually be the general partnership of a syndication. So, for example, me and my business partner are technically a joint venture together because we're both bringing capital to the deal and we both have active roles and responsibilities in the deal. So essentially, we're not passive, we're active, and that would make that a joint venture. There are no restrictions on advertising for joint venture partners, so I can go on Pockets or Facebook and say, hey, I'm doing this deal, I need someone who can do asset management. There's no restrictions on that. And there is unlimited liability for all parties involved. So everyone involved in the deal has unlimited liability. Now, the syndication is different because unlike the joint venture, if you're doing a syndication, then obviously the general partners are going to be active, but the people that are bringing the money aren't active in the deal. They're strictly passive investors. All they're doing is bringing equity to the deal And per that second question, those investors have the expectations of profits based solely on your efforts, skills, and experience. Not theirs, but yours. And there are restrictions on advertising for syndication partners. So we'll talk more on this later. And then there is unlimited liability for the general partners because, again, that is actually a joint venture. But there is limited liability for the limited partners or the passive investors. So 
An example, again, of a joint venture would be me and you partnering up together to buy a fix and flip together. We both bring in half the capital. We both do half the work. That would be a joint venture. Or if me and three other people partner up to do a apartment vacation, then we would be a joint venture. But our agreement between us and the investors would be an actual syndication. And we would have to be adherent with securities law. So... Now that we know the differences between the syndication and the JV, let's now focus on the syndication. So, who is actually allowed to invest in apartment syndications? Well, high level, this is going to be your target audience that you defined in earlier syndication school series episode. And that episode is 1534, so make sure you listen to that to learn about how to select your primary target audience for your brand, which again, you're using in order to attract potential passive investors. But more specifically, the two types of people who can invest in syndications are accredited investors and sophisticated investors. Now, an accredited investor, for the formal definition, is a person that can invest in securities, aka they can invest in an apartment syndication as a limited partner, by satisfying one of the requirements regarding income or net worth. The current requirements, as of December 2018, to qualify are an annual income of $200,000 or $300,000 for joint income for the last two years with the expectation of earning the same or higher or a net worth exceeding $1 million either individually or jointly with a spouse. So an accredited investor makes $200,000 a year themselves or $300,000 a year with their spouse for the last two years and expects to make more or at least the same moving forward. Or they have a net worth of a million dollars. So it's one or the other. So that's what an accredited investor is. A sophisticated investor, the formal definition, is a person who is deemed to have sufficient investing experience and knowledge to weigh the risks and merits of an investment opportunity. So very vague. And there are no income requirements. It's just saying that they have to have sufficient investing experience and knowledge of investing. And we'll go over a little bit more about the qualifications, what you need to do for someone to be considered a sophisticated investor. Now, the reason why I discussed the accredited and sophisticated investors is because there are two main types of syndication structures. And based off of which one you select, you might be able to only have accredited investors or you might be able to add in a certain amount of sophisticated investors as well. And these two different structures are 506B and 506C. So there's something called Rule 506 of Regulation D, which is something from the SEC. And it provides two distinct exemptions from registration for companies when they offer and sell securities. And these are the 506B and the 506C. So For 506B, which is actually what Joe does, you cannot use general solicitation or advertising for investors. So you can't go on social media and advertise your deals. You can't send an email out to a general email list you have about a deal. You can't stand in a street corner with a banner saying, invest in my deal. None of those things are allowed. Instead, you must have a substantive pre-existing relationship before you make the offer to invest. So what that means is you've already had a conversation with this investor about their finances 
or about their business or about their investing experience before you actually send them a deal to invest in. Also, for the 506B, you're able to sell to an unlimited number of accredited investors and up to 35 sophisticated investors. So, if you have someone who you have a pre-existing relationship with, who you've already had a conversation about their finances or their business, and they are not accredited, they do not meet that million-dollar net worth requirement, or they do not have that single income of 200 k or that joint income of $300,000, then they can invest in a 506B, and you actually have up to 35 of those people. So 506B is actually really good for those who are just starting out, because unless you have a network of high net worth individuals, then you likely do not have many accredited investors. But you probably have access to a lot of sophisticated investors, family, friends, and work colleagues. And since you have up to 35, you could definitely do a deal with only sophisticated investors. So, for those listening who haven't done a deal before, this is most likely the route you're going to take, and I probably should have said this in the beginning of the episode, but I'm going to say it now as a disclaimer. I am not an attorney, so the advice that I'm offering is just general advice. I'm not telling you what's good or bad, what you should or shouldn't do to determine which partnership type is best for you. Please discuss this with a real estate or a syndication attorney. So now that that disclaimer is out of the way, the last thing to know about the 506B is that in order to essentially certify that they are an accredited or a sophisticated investor, it's a self-certification process through a questionnaire. So they can self-certify that they are an accredited or a sophisticated investor without having any third party involved. Now, 506C is essentially the opposite. So you are allowed to do advertising for your deals. So general advertising is permitted. So as I said before, for the 506B, you aren't allowed to advertise on social media or email to a database or stand on a street corner with a banner. If you pursue the 506C option, then you are allowed to do that because you can advertise and you do not need to prove a pre-existing relationship with the investor. Now, the caveat is that you could only take on accredited investors. So... Unless you live in New York City or a big city, then standing on the corner with a street sign is probably not the best way to attract accredited investors. But again, who knows? So unlike the 506B, where there's a self-certification process, for the 506C, you must take reasonable steps to verify the accredited investor status. So that means that you or a CPA or an attorney or a registered investment advisor must review the investor's documentation, such as their W-2s, tax returns, brokerage statements, credit reports, things like that, to determine that they do meet that credit investor qualifications. So self-certification is not permissible. So overall, the differences between 506B and 506C is that with 506B, you can advertise. You must have a pre-existing relationship with the investor. You are allowed to take on sophisticated investors, and the investors can self-certify that they are accredited or sophisticated. For 506C, you are allowed to advertise. You don't need a pre-existing relationship. You're only allowed to take on accredited investors, so no sophisticated investors. And you must take reasonable steps to verify the accredited investor status. Now, 
I mentioned earlier that Joe does 506B, but they only take on accredited investors. So again, I'm not an attorney, and all I want to do is provide you with the information on the differences between 506B, 506C, as well as differences between the syndication and the joint venture. But at the end of the day, in order to determine what's best for you, you need to consult with a real estate attorney and a securities attorney. And to learn more about those two team members, you can go to syndicationschool.com and check out those episodes on building a team. Now, I know this was a short episode, the shortest of probably all of them I've done so far, but I wanted to have a standalone episode that went over the JV versus syndication and the 506B versus 506C. So this concludes part two. In part three and part four, we're going to start talking about how to actually raise money from passive investors. So those two episodes are going to focus on the different strategies and tactics for actually raising money from passive investors. And then likely parts five and six are going to focus on how to actually have these conversations with investors once they start to reach out to you through your various lead generation methods. And then from there, once you've actually secured your verbal commitments, then we'll talk about in the next series how to actually find deals. So in the meantime, I recommend listening to part one as well as other syndication school series about the how-tos of apartment syndications. And be sure to check out the episodes with the free documents as well. And all of that is available at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Finally, there's a simple way to track rental performance. Stessa, our best ever sponsor, lets real estate investors track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate portfolios for free. Go to stessa.com forward slash best ever. You'll always know how your properties are performing with this dashboard. It's a beautiful looking dashboard and it will help you save time with smarter income and expense tracking. You don't have to do any more data entry. Just upload the stuff directly from your phone. It tracks it in real time. Get organized for tax time with tax ready financials so you can download them instantly. This thing was built by investors for real estate investors has been featured in all the publications you can think of to get set up with your free account just add your properties link your accounts and everything else updates in real time stessa.com forward slash best ever s-t-e-s-s-a.com forward slash best ever to get started feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth tune in to the newly launched rei foundation podcast where hosts jason and peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation Podcast at com.